0: to the Humane Society. Oh, please. I've eaten more than that in one sitting. Remember my sister's wedding? She's still mad she didn't get a piece. Right. And besides, one of the many advantages of being a dog is that you get
1: to eat like a pig. Hey, fatso. Ready to go on? Speaking of pigs, let me just me again.
0: <laughs>
1: hey. hey everybody! Have a good time. <laughs> Let me hear you say yeah. All right. Well, I'm hanging by a thread out. here. The Let's audiences the have been really tough, and dressing. I'm sweating like Whitney Houston going through customs.
0: Uh, well, you know, maybe you might want to, you know, uh, come up with some new material, you know, since you lost the weight.
1: What are you talking about? Help Miranda, Yeah, get her out of my pants. Thank you. Oh, shit, he's singing this song. Really you're not fat Ladies and gentlemen, Rhonda Gurnon and her fabulous fun bags. Woo! I know what you're thinking. Doesn't she have a pretty face? And what a personality. If only I didn't get my dresses made by Omar the tent
0: maker. <laughs> I'm so fat, I eat with a forklift. I'm so fat, when I back up, my
1: ass beeps. So we were texting about this scene earlier today and I stand by what I said. I feel like that moment when she talks about that she's so fat that she uses a forklift to eat and then something crashes in the background is like chemically designed to be everything that makes me laugh every time.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, and we get those those types of jokes when we meet Adam's family as well, which is funny because mm-hmm. it's called Adam's family. But um, no, oh uh, yeah, I mm. <laughs> I totally agree. I can't not laugh at that part. Yeah, at all. it's.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think from the the dissonance of her just standing up there telling fat jokes <laughs> that don't work anymore because she's lost the weight. <laughs> to I just love the
0: when she's like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah,
1: and she's wearing that huge dress. And and it's obviously it's like such what I love about this movie is like the dark undertone is that it's body dysmorphia, yes, but know. you know, but know. that's the thing with this movie is it's like part of it being two thousand five, part of it just being this movie is it just like some of the jokes you're like oh you could not get away with this fifteen years later, <laughs> but the but it, the crash of the silverware is it though, yeah. that's it it it's. Between, it's between that and when she's talking to them after the show later. And then the old guy goes, you're about oh. as funny as a heart attack.
0: Yeah. And it's the nuance of his pause. Yeah. He goes, he goes you're about as funny as a heart attack. Yeah. It's like he's got to take a <laughs> breath. about
1: a heart attack. And then, of
0: course, we get a double laugh because she goes, yeah. oh, thanks, dad.
1: Thanks, dad.
0: <laughs> it's just, I mean... I mean, what's interesting about this movie to me, especially Parker Posey's role, is that it's not really that well written, but because you have Chris Kattan and Parker Posey delivering the lines, it it's actually immaculate.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. Because there's elements of the movie that are like great writing, and then there's elements of the movie where it's like, mm, clunker. Uh, and then there's elements where it's like, oh, that's like a bad line on purpose. You know? Like, mm, I feel like... Yeah there are times where this movie is doing a version of like good bad drag you know what i mean where it's yes. it's it's aware of what it's it's aware of what it's doing wrong
0: right while still remaining very quaint and very sweet right
1: yeah yeah like i think you i think the sort of absurdist elements like the glass bottles being thrown and stuff like that like i think that they it it doesn't always really work but over time you just accept okay Like, the whole picture, I get, like, I accept that this is just the drag this movie is doing. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, of course. Like, by the time we get to uh, Jackie Beat's song, Dance Off, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's that whole fantasy, you're just kind of there for the ride. You're like, this is great.
1: Right, because there are times where the movie tries to have, like, obviously, like, real conversations, and then I think this was kind of like what we were talking about with AJ and the Queen, where then there's times where it goes kind of wackadoo. But unlike AJ and the Queen, I can, I can very quickly get on board with the way this keeps shifting gears.
0: Oh, for sure. I I think it's because it's presented that way. It's very consistent. It's very yes. consistent in how and it's presented. Yeah. And, and, and by edited. the time,
1: yeah, and by the time we do get to that Jackie beat finale, we've been prepared. We've already seen that like hot dancer do the backflips. We already know it's going to get a little wackadoo. And so, granted. There's nothing I like less, but uh, than than communal dancing, but uh, especially line dancing. But wrong and, and to a song about poop. Uh, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's, I thought it's, of you a lot. I thought I was like this movie certainly speaks Colin's language.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgot how much this movie like attacked me and spoke to me at the same time.
0: Totally. I just want to say, based on this clip of the week, there is one line that I have been just saying over and over since rewatching this movie, which is (laughs) help me Rhonda. Yeah. Get her out of my pants. Oh, thank you. I,
1: I, that I've had that line reading just like sitting around stinking up my brain for like the past 14 years. (laughs) It's it's so perfectly awful.
0: Yeah, I know. And you know what helps is the... And it was just performed so perfectly. The way he enters the stage laughing for no reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so that the audience thinks that there's this jovial time going on backstage. Right. So even, even his entrance... Was perfect, and and then he had that like gross. Let me hear you say yeah, yeah, and Ugh. nobody answers. And I'm just this is all correct. It's all correct.
1: This is correct. Like even the way that he says, like the way that he pivots on get her out of my pants, like yeah, as if yeah. that's such a whoa. He he certainly turned that on its side, like it's right. <laughs> and the and the lack of self awareness. It's so yeah. And get so her cool. out
0: of my pants. Pants. <laughs> I can say it over and over. Yeah. I feel like you Mary's get if that. you're listening, if you're listening, try it. Try it. You'll try you, it. <laughs> it's so fun.
1: Yeah. You'll like it, it's sweet. <laughs>
0: uh anyway (laughs) um i've been i when i think of parker posey this is a scene that i think about parker posey it's from the start for when she's like i know what you're thinking doesn't she have a pretty face yeah all all of it yeah
1: it's
0: so absurd and i
1: feel like it it balances on this little like pinhead of a precipice that only Parker Posey knows how to balance on, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because she's laughing at these jokes. She's the only one laughing on the stage, which also totally fits because she has no idea.
1: (laughs) What I like about Parker Posey, like her name even kind of informs us is that she has, there is this almost faux elitist tone with her. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she Mm -hmm. does that kind of like as if she went to finishing school, but she's the like the most in on the joke, you know, and I feel like that's why it works is because, like, this whole movie, I think it's the fact that everyone is in on the joke, but is not is like still Andy Kaufmaning it, you know, like the sure. joke of the movie. Like they, they all, all the, all of the actors know they're in an absurdist movie, you know. Well, Mary, um,
0: it, it totally speaks your language because the whole central plot revolves around the shame. Someone feels about taking a shit all over someone's apartment during a hookup. I mean, that is like this gay thing that nobody will talk about, right? Yeah. I just, I feel like the entire movie from, it's the first scene or the first little bit. And then it wraps all the way to the end. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's so brilliant.
1: I know. I know. It is, it is a study in queer shit shame. It's really, (laughs) uh, it's fabulous um and and you know it's funny and like yeah we could go down that uh that highway but i i think it's like there were those moments where it was like, oh wow. Like when he when uh, you know, Steve showering before the gym, like the excessive showering, I was like, mm. Yeah, right. You just get to this point where you're just like, oh God, I have to be so far from Shitville that I'm, you know, two continents over and not incontinent. You know what I'm saying? So incontinent. Like I,
0: oh my god, that line, I was like, This is this is oh, Colin's tombstone.
1: I was <laughs> incontinent in front of you. I was like, girl. I, it but then was,
0: when he said, "Colin, this is you. This is—I'd be happy having a lover who thought I'd never went to the bathroom at yes. all. Yes, I'd be oh, happy of him thinking little Dub just came and swept it yeah. all away when I wasn't looking."
1: I went <laughs> to Bank of America, emptied my bank account, came back and threw dollars at the screen. I agreed <laughs> completely. I agreed completely. I love that. It was like yes, there was so much about that where I, I thought, well, yeah, that's what you do—you run screaming off of Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> You know, you just, you you throw a kid off a huffy and you uh, hop and puff out of there. Yeah. (laughs) And you don't ever turn around. And I get that. Um, Yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot how, A, how funny this movie was and B, yes. And maybe, maybe being 35 and watching it like makes a difference. It's like, oh "Oh, God, I get this movie. Yeah.
0: Oh, I felt not attacked, but seen. When they segue into Adam at the club with all of the the smoke and the little twink that's talking to him. And I'm like, "Uh, I totally get this. Because if Mm -hmm. I go to a dance club now, like that, I I am not having fun.
1: No, (laughs) I'm not having fun. I'm standing there just like trying to figure out why I'm standing there.
0: Well, uh, before we go on into Adam and Steve, uh, since this is a free skate, I thought we would tell our Marys what they're listening to.
1: Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is uh, typically our podcast about all things drag race, the world of drag race and the paradigm that RuPaul's created with this little BDBD TV show. But this week is a free skate from our normal Patreon series of draggy movies. Um... And uh, it's not going to be about Drag Race. That's right. And just so you're all aware, I'm Johnny, also known as Morabid. And I'm Colin, and I'm going to go to the bathroom because I've got an idea for a poem I want to (laughs) write. That's when I knew so good. <laughs> when Parker Posey showed up like a third-rate Ina Garten impersonator and said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I got an idea for a poem I want to write. I was done. I was <laughs> done. I was like, this movie, why Why have we not erected statues for this movie? I know. Uh,
0: I, I was thinking, and, and I know you hate the last scene of the movie, uh, the dance-off, but- yes. It is iconic. Like it is, it is so good. The dancing is so good. Jackie beat Jackie beats music. It it's campy. It's fun. It's
1: sexy. I, I it, Jackie it, beats beat. It was so less. Yeah. It was so daytime. It was oh daytime Her makeup. You yeah. Yes, you're
0: right. You're right. Um, I have a story about that very event uh, that I'll talk about a little bit later. But first, I want to talk about this. This flashback that the movie starts with, um, and obviously, you know, Mary's that have seen it know what happens. That it's basically, you know, you get the shits when you do coke, I guess. And
1: uh, well, it's not his fault. He was, it was cut with baby laxatives. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, (laughs) not his fault. He doesn't normally do this. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a. Taste of their own medicine. Baby Mm. ear medicine. Baby (laughs) laxatives.
0: Lisa. So, a
1: question. Were you afraid my technically masterful Marge Simpson impersonation might overshadow this episode? Oh, I hope it does, because you have an immaculate Marge (laughs) Simpson.
0: It's immaculate. I will say, I appreciate your... Uh, Patty and Selma more than your Marge. I do which, too. Which I think should yeah. be stated. Yes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> saturated fats.
1: Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree completely. That's my register. Uh I I think can I can I do special little guy? My special little guy. Something like that. <laughs> oh, my special <laughs> little guy. Mm, laser. Uh that's my entrance <laughs> word for Marge. I have to go mm, laser. And then I, I can... have
0: to yeah, and my only response to that impression is
1: <clears throat> Hey, saturated <laughs> pets.
0: Anyway, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Anyway, I my I bring this up because I want to know what your experience with coke is because uh, shit, you guys got coke here. Um I've never <laughs> yeah. this is America. Um I've <laughs> never uh, I've never done coke, um but I have hooked up with guys that have done coke and I have to tell you there is no hookup
1: that happens. It's they get coke dick, right? Yes. Yes. You yes, you you do get coke dick. I I've done coke like a handful of times. Mom, you're probably not listening. Yeah, I've I've probably done coke like a dozen times in in a dozen years. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I. It's very um,
0: '90s, to be honest. Yeah, my, you know, in my opinion. But yeah, like, then again, I don't know anything, so
1: get with the times. Get Adderall. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it is basically the same thing, um, which says more about Adderall. But um, I would say that I've had like a. I get the appeal of it, but the problem with Coke is that you feel great for, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, and then you chase the dragon all night. And I uh, don't—yeah, you're not hungry, and you're grinding your teeth, and you—if you really want to embarrass yourself, all of a sudden you've got all these great ideas you got to share with someone, and you trap them in a kitchen at a party— um, <laughs> You know, and I just, I think that's what I think of when I think of Coke, you know? Right, um, like, how
0: many plays have you written on Coke, Colin?
1: <laughs> none. None. Because that would be, uh, that would be a, an upside to Coke. Um, mm. I would say <laughs> that um, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Like, I don't know. No, it's not worth it. Don't do Coke, people. Don't do Coke. Ugh. It's so good. Anything you're snorting in do your nose. do Coke, <laughs> do Pepsi. Do Pepsi just have a gentle Pepsi um don't you just want the Pepsi um <laughs> i don't know what that i don't know but uh that's what i would say to people who want coke uh
0: yeah that was it was again nothing in this movie is very believable but that uh certainly I was like they're not really going to hook up they're just having a good time I do want to say your kind of entry point in this scene was Parker Posey saying she's going to go to the bathroom and write a poem but uh, I loved when she says uh, come on you're 21 you're almost 30 just just be yourself and then he says what's that (laughs) (laughs) I was like that is brilliant that's (laughs) yeah
1: that's very smart it's very true I think then when it really sealed it for me is then when Steve comes over and they start laughing and he's like is that a rib? Like and she's like yeah, I want one? Like the the the, <laughs> the there's something about when Rhonda the, the fat Rhonda um that I just love. I think she's so funny. She's such a great friend. Like she's a great friend the whole movie, but she's I love that she's that friend. You know what I mean? Like she's that friend who is just like there to She's there to eat ribs out of her pocketbook, write poems in the bathroom, and get you set up with some dazzle dancer. She's right. a good friend. Yeah,
0: she's a good friend, and she says at the beginning, she's like, "I don't want to be here." Yeah, uh, yeah, but but she's there anyway because she knows. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, she knows, and I feel like you know they show up for goth night, and I feel like she, it's just like. Thanks. You put on a black sack dress. It's goth night. You know, like it's I love that. She's just like, all right, well, I'm a goth. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just love her. I just love how Parker Posey transforms in more than just physically when she's, you know, the younger, heavier Rhonda.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. That, I certainly get that. Um, this movie must have also spoken to you the way it did to me when and I'm sure many of our Mary's out there. But when Adam screams. This is not an animal. This is my child. I'm a single gay man in New York. Don't you understand?
1: Yes, yes, yes. That. <laughs> then I had to go get a cash advance off my credit card so I can come back and throw more dollars at the screen because I was like, yes, it's it's a. Ch- if this is my child. I uh, and it's a cat, and I have a cat. You know, I yeah, mean, a cat. Yeah, uh, but
0: you don't throw Marco a birthday party.
1: No, I mean honestly, if I if I give him an extra can of Fancy Feast that's enough you know um sure. i don't throw him a birthday party no uh also like that dog is 17 at least and oh
0: that's yeah jimmy his name is jimmy in real life yeah uh was jimmy probably
1: probably uh, <laughs> yeah uh
0: yeah that dog that's an old dog that's an old a dog sweetheart. he's he yeah. was very sweet a good actor Great uh, actor. him when he got stabbed. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He,
1: you know, at the end of the wedding, he clearly off, he, he he was barking on command just as someone off screen was getting him to do. It was great. <laughs> Remember, he was just sitting there, not facing the camera, just bark, bark, yeah. bark. <laughs> there was definitely his handler right off camera with a snossage.
0: Oh, so good. Um, yeah. And uh, it's interesting because it was 2005 and we have that hospital scene and we get, the very timely line at least there is still one caring person
1: left in a medical
0: establishment and you realize you're like oh god this problem has been a problem forever
1: oh yeah and it's like weird when and the movie obviously does a few times where it kind of like brings some real life shit into the mix Mm. and uh yeah I mean yeah I mean I have to say that's the only part where I thought the movie kind of like didn't know how to handle itself, was when they were on the bridge talking about nine eleven. It I, I appreciated the line
0: of, <laughs> there was something absurd about it, but he was in Provincetown on 9-11.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. That was such a great line. He was in Provincetown on 9-11. That's such a great gay line. Ugh. Totally, totally. And, so, and, 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 yeah. and,
0: and I, I will say, the, the addition, they, they brought it in the movie twice. So it must have been More of a thing for some people But the fact that there were There was like Home Shopping Network and CVS Selling 9-11 Commemorable plates and collectibles Like that's pretty Tacky and disgusting that they would sell that Stuff and like you know make money Off of it and they brought it up Twice in this movie so that I appreciate that they were Also responding a little Bit to the times with this dark Satire
1: yeah. And I think, you know, when you think about like the movie came out in 2005, but it, this all probably, you know, started two years before or something like that. You know what I mean? Where you think about mm-hmm. like, oh, it was even closer. And it right. is it is really interesting to kind of watch, yeah you know, like post 9-11 stuff and the way that it gets addressed and feels kind of like you have to address it. You can't, you can't not address it, even in something in, like called Adam and Steve, uh, that there is just that feeling that it's, it's we don't people don't talk about it the same way anymore. It's not the same thing. It's not something that like is is ever present in the narrative. Um, and so it's kind of it, it's interesting
0: compared to two thousand and five.
1: Yeah, like to to remember because I think that that like at the time did not read false to me. It felt like yeah yeah this like the sentiments definitely were kind of like clunky in the movie. Like whatever the the line delivery was a little rough, but. That feeling of like, ugh, it just feels so weird. Still, like that felt real.
0: Well, anyway, i i I think it's it's worth noting that Chris Kattan is in this movie in a time that Chris Kattan was very. People thought he was gay.
1: Yeah, so that I wanted to ask you about is I don't I don't remember at the time. I mean, I was. You know, I'm just a simple sandwich man, but I don't remember if I thought he was gay, but then, but now watching it, I was trying to remember. I thought I remember someone telling me that he is gay or like closeted, or maybe he has a wife. Ugh, I'm Gail King. You tell me.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I do remember, you know, he did all of those great characters on SNL, the one of them being uh, Mango. And, you know, as a young gay kid, I was like, oh, Chris Kattan is that that's a gay icon, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then this movie came out and it's like, why is he playing a straight guy and he's, he, he's straight?
1: I think he is. I think, and, you know, like just because somebody has, you know, just because somebody has a little, uh, you know, a little margarine on the palate, you know, just because they're a little, you know, uh, there's a little softness there It doesn't mean they're gay But he definitely could be if he wanted to um, I, I just th- remember being young And oh, and seeing him that way
0: And then this movie came out And I found out he wasn't And I was like whoa
1: <laughs> Oh so you were going into this thinking Oh there's that gay guy in this gay yes. movie and when I watched gay. it back
0: then Yes when I was yeah. like you know 20 something years old yeah,
1: Right yeah well I guess that that's I mean not to Diverge away from Chris Kattan But that would be my next question Is when did you first see this?
0: I, in 2005 Yeah Like shortly after it came out
1: Yeah Yeah and I was trying to remember If I saw it Because that would have been college If this was like A senior year of college thing Or, or I, I mean like I feel like I probably didn't see it As soon as it came out But probably like It found its way to me Within the next year That's um, right
0: that, I mean I saw it At my parents house On like You know Showtime or Cinemax Or something
1: Yeah, I think I, like, rented it at, you know, Hollywood Video or something. Okay, Um, But, yeah, it may have been in college or it may have been, like, in New York at some point in my early 20s. But uh, I don't even remember how I found out about it. I think I just, you know, it was kind of like at the time it was like, oh, it's a gay movie and it's not – you know uh, I don't know I don't it's not what's that movie Ladder Saints Latter Day Saints or something Latter-days. like
0: that Latter Days Latter Days yeah, yeah. Latter
1: Days it's not that like I don't want to watch that you know um,
0: right it's easier it's like uh, not another gay movie or whatever that movie's called I was
1: just gonna say when did another gay movie come out I think after this I'm gonna take a look and see right now. Um, another it's game same, movie. It's
0: the same company. It's the same uh, production company.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, so yeah. another gay movie came out like the next year. It came out in 2006. Yeah. Um, we should totally do another gay movie. I know Which that. Which one? It's... Brother. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> this is just. This is truly turning into a. This is just like. <laughs> Drag Race recaps by your dad. (laughs) That's what Mary's can describe the podcast as. Well, it's kind of like my dad is recapping RuPaul's Drag Race. And then he forgets what he's talking about, and he tells me a joke I've heard like seven times before. Um, But he's so proud of it, so I just, you know, let him finish. (laughs) Whatever, Mary.
0: I laugh at all your stupid things. I'm not
1: talking about you. I'm not talking about – I'm just saying like – When you really think about it, like, that's what we are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's going to live, live proudly, Mary.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's right. No shame Um, here.
0: So Chris Kattan, I thought Chris Kattan was fine in this movie. He had one line that sticks out. I, I will say that the exchange he had with Parker Posey when they first met was brilliant. Um, but the line that I love oh, yeah. That I know isn't him Is the writing Is have fun in a, Having gay anonymous sex In the low self-esteem room uh, I've never heard that expression Is that a thing? That's great I,
1: I don't know if I'd heard that expression Before this movie But it makes a lot of sense That some pithy New York queen Came up with that at some point In like the early 2000s mm,
0: Okay, yes Because uh, basically Every New York sports club Is a bathhouse right
1: yeah well and then it gets to the point where then uh all the steam rooms get shut down by the you know department of health because uh it's a department of health code violation so it, it so all <laughs> of the new york Did sports clubs yeah that happens i mean yeah, oh yeah all over the city they just shut them down um, oh i didn't know that that just happened. yeah <gasps> uh i would say in the past couple of years it's happened yeah oh, i mean wow. some of them might still be open i don't go i don't go to the gym at all but uh yeah <laughs> You're probably
0: the only, uh, you know, gay, yeah, I mean, yeah. gay man in New Yorker that doesn't <laughs> who, who go Who works gym. out, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I feel like if New York had a, had a bathhouse, had, or had bathhouses, uh, if there was a Steamworks in New York, then it wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be the okay. same issue. But sure. that's, uh, I mean, I'd be very curious, like, Chicago or another city that has that, if they also, in their, like, 24-hour fitness, or, you know, still have, uh, you know, low self-esteem room sessions.
0: Oh, I see. In
1: Chicago. Like anywhere that, yeah, like Chicago. Like, you know, like uh, like Chicago. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, finger going around the map. Arr, Chicago.
0: <laughs> oh, Mary. Um, so, well, I guess that brings me to this, uh, another character that's recurring that I think is worth commenting on is the little twink that shows up a few times throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, he why does he look so familiar? Is it just that he looks like another actor? Did he go on to be something? There's something about him that looks very, very familiar. And I obviously can like look him up right now. His name yeah, is so his yeah, Noah. Noah Segan. Yeah. Yeah. Or I've seen him in something Oh, he was in Knives Out. He was yes. the hot detective. That's why I know him. I remember looking yeah, him up. It. He yeah. was so hot in that. Oh God. <laughs> That was my biggest takeaway from that movie was I loved Anna de Armas, and I thought he was so hot. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I was just about to say, uh, you know, he's almost unrecognizable. Uh, like, it just doesn't look the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different energy, different person. Like, I, uh, I definitely prefer the Knives Out version. But I don't like that kind of, like, I don't want a judgy twink who keeps moving his shoulders while he talks at me. <laughs>
0: Well, I will say it was very, it was interesting because the first time we meet him in the club with Adam, you know, he's pretty insightful and you're kind of like, damn, he just read you. And then he also reads Steve later, but each time we meet him, it becomes a little bit more performative and it's just kind of, you roll your eyes because, oh, I'm an actor and I'm empathetic and, oh, I can read people really well. But it's just an interesting commentary about younger generations telling the older generation, like, really what they see Uh, because, you know, they can see it probably easier in a way.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is some validity in that a younger gay who is not, does not have such a foundation of shame and closeting, that they... Yeah, they live more out loud, they are more present in the world, and they also kind of, like, can see, uh, you know, other people who aren't. But I also feel like, <clears throat> I think that there's sort of a, like, I feel like, in general, I, I feel like the idea of emotional intelligence feels more important to you younger generations of people right now, mm. maybe because of the internet or whatnot. But I just feel like the conversations around emotional intelligence or like things that come from an emotionally intelligent place, I feel like the way that people regard millennials is just because that's a different type of emotional intelligence.
0: I see what you mean. I, I think the stark difference in this instance is not necessarily that older generations aren't emotionally intelligent. It's just that younger generations will freely share their thoughts on emotional ideas. And, you know, because he just comes right out and says it. And it's like, you little shit. Nobody asked you.
1: Yeah. And people are spending more time thinking about how they feel and thinking about right. how things feel and like going from this feelings place versus like either someone who's just like, well, you got to just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get through it. Or they're like, you know, closeted and just push the feelings down. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, he had one line that, I think definitely speaks to you, is an Easter egg in the movie and is also, you know, awful. But he says, Ew, dogs are so gross. How could someone love something that shits right in
1: front of him? Oh me? yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he just like pushes his face away. <laughs>
0: well, but it's just such a beautiful Easter egg that I didn't really even notice until like the right. second watch, right? Right. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. That's what he did. <laughs> that's what he did.
1: That's what he did. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah but that's you know uh i don't know i don't know that's a good question that's a good question
0: well since valentine's day the hallmark holiday not real holiday uh singles appreciation day is this week uh it is worth noting how kind of lovey-dovey this movie gets which i kind of forgot about they keep it light they keep it funny because obviously adam is accident prone um which I thought was funny in the montage, but mm-hmm. it, it makes me kind of remember how ideal dating in New York City can be sometimes, just because there's so many romantic spots and things to do and places to sit and, you know, places to eat, and uh, it was just a cute little, I don't know, Valentine's Day card uh, when it comes to New York.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. That, like, there there is that feeling. I feel like everything... When I think of like romantic little days in New York, I it, I just think of like, oh, the West Village. And that's obviously where a lot of these mm. scenes happen right. um, or are filmed, you know. And I think that that's like a great that kind of that's sort of the the Valentine's Day Hallmark holiday um you know movie setting for new york is the west village you know it's like the little cute little streets that you can hold hands and have a tote bag with with you know groceries in it and you know i don't know imagine your life together like that's what i think all of that is a great set for uh and i feel like trees yeah with trees it's you know you're not it's not like sixth avenue and like 20th street and you're like pushing some old lady out of the way to get to Burlington coat factory, you know, like that's less romantic, but is, um, very much also part of the New York experience.
0: Oh yeah. That we don't,
1: this movie feels less crowded. That's one thing I want to mention is that this movie feels mm. so much less crowded than New York is now. And that, um, is romantic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, if I'm going to kind of compare and contrast with another New York moment or New York movie, uh, we reviewed Trick and Trick mm. was 1990s, a little dirtier, but also notably a different uh, class, right? This is upper middle class guys, whereas Trick yeah. was, was, you know, working artists. Um, and, and So that's I true. think that's certainly a difference. Um, and while I kind of found the romance in both of them, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's also like that's what New York is a set kind of or as a a setting for all of this kind of lends itself to is um, there's that West Side Story romanticism of like, you know, uh, kissing on the or, you know, on the fire escape. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. um, is that the only West
0: Side Story reference, you know? Oh, no, of course. Sorry. You you, know, you know that movie now.
1: I I know that movie. No, that movie. I I know that. That, Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I know you do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Smoke on your pipe and put that in. I'm ruffling my skirt at you right now. White is for babies. <laughs> oh, no, I need to know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so I. <laughs> <is> Banano. <laughs> White is for babies. How do you work like this
0: gun, chino? <laughs>
1: I feel like that's like um, How uh, do <laughs> yeah, you work this gun Chino um, Chino uh.
0: <laughs> Sorry uh, uh. Yes um, Obviously there's many scenes That take place at Marie's Crisis I feel like you
1: Are someone that avoids Marie's Crisis Like the plague Oh, yes, ma'am. I've been there once. I went oh, there with have? John once. Yes. I we went. Oh, with John. Okay. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. he's doing his it, job. Okay. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. He, like, you know, uh, that was somewhere he obviously knew and has been. So uh, we went. I mean, you know, it was exactly probably what it always is. You know, it was mm-hmm. a bunch of sweet old queens around a piano singing something I don't know. Uh, and the drinks were super strong. And, yep. And uh, it was cute. Like, I think it was, like... In my in my wise in my in my wisdom of thirty five years, I can come to the conclusion of like, hey, if that's what makes you happy, that's fine. I'm not gonna pretend it makes me happy. I'm gonna go. You know what I mean? It's just like instead of just like, Oh, this is so stupid, it's like, Well, this isn't my thing, I'm gonna go.
0: Uh, well, it's interesting because you're a theater kid, but you're not a musical theater kid.
1: Yeah, I, I the only musical I really love is Company, uh, and only the nineteen seventy original cast recording. And West Side so, Story. I do love West Side Story. I think that's a. I think that is genuinely a great musical. At least I haven't seen a stage version of it yet, but the movie is obviously incredible um I do really like the uh the original cast recording or at least some cast recording of Bombay Dreams <laughs> have you ever heard
0: that or heard of that uh is that chocolate crickets chirping in the audience uh <laughs> yeah I no must Mary. be Lou's penis <laughs>
1: Must be Lou's penis. Must just...
0: be Lou's penis. Um, yeah, you know, I love a Maurice Crisis moment. Uh, there's one in Portland that's a piano bar called Hobos that I've yet to visit. Um, mm. But to me, it's it, it's a staple not just for queer folks, but for just the musical theater outcasts, right? It's the, the kids that would go to the theater or the choir room and someone knew how to play and then everybody would sing, right? So, like, I mm-hmm. always... I would always end up and ugh, oh, you're going to roll your eyes and Marys are going to like throw daggers at me but uh, I knew how to play many songs from Rent and so it was very in back in you know the late 90s early 2000s and so I would be the one that would play Take Me Baby or Leave Me and you know it would it, there was always a performance it was great it was fun and I love Marie's Crisis for that reason because People can just spread their fucking wings. And I think it's a beautiful moment. I think it's a a wonderful way to connect instead of just kind of standing around bopping your head, you know?
1: Yeah, it's certainly way more connective than, you know, standing in a corner playing on your phone. Absolutely. Right. I – yeah, I mean, you know, you know my feelings on Rent. Whenever I think of Rent, I always just think of that first little piano-y thing of of seasons of love, and I'm like, oh God. Um, but you know what? Some people love that and and think, Oh my god, my favorite song. So you know what? God bless them. Um yeah, I don't know. I think I'm I'm looking for musicals that feel like that make me feel like August Osage County makes me feel. You know what I mean? I want a musical to like Fuck me up, but don't like, don't give me any ballads. You know what I mean?
0: Mm, no ballads.
1: Like no, like I don't want any storytelling songs that you got to sing while the set changes. I just.
0: Oh, okay. I, I, so I want something.
1: I, I want something that's like in the nuances, not in the like. You know, sometimes when you sell it to the back row, it's too big to feel. Mm, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So maybe you'll enjoy a show like Next to Normal.
1: I did see Next to Normal um, oh. and it was yeah yeah totally there were some moments of that I remember Like, I remember I always remember there was a, some moment that ends with her on a chair and she fell off of it and I couldn't remember if that was supposed to happen <laughs> or not and I've been thinking about that for at least a decade <laughs> so oh, I wonder if it Alice was Ripley Alice. if you're it was Alice Ripley it was Alice <laughs> Ripley Alice Ripley if you're out there um, and you've got the vocal abilities to, to respond please let me know if you were supposed to fall out of the chair <laughs> Didn't she destroy her voice With that show <laughs> uh, I think she's been in Other things after it uh, I heard sure. that she's I heard that she was like The last thing she was in That she was like In the ensemble of American Psycho That her career is like Super bizarre
0: Oh yeah I saw her uh, I didn't go see American Psycho But I worked on that show um, And I had to watch videos Yeah She had a very small role Um it's very much a one-man driven show, but uh, yeah, apparently the original Broadway cast to Next to Normal came back for a concert at Second Stage. Uh, or so th- she, I mean, she can still sing.
1: Yeah, I was thinking there's. I think there's another like concert performance of Next to Normal with some other actors in it. That's like coming out soon or something. Um, mm. But I don't. I don't know. I was wasn't sure if that's what you were talking about. Um, yeah well anyway, that's uh I think roundabout maybe I think Caroline or change is coming out soon, and I feel like that oh, wow. that's a musical, right that's definitely a musical
0: I'll, I, I might wonder like what that gonna, I wonder how they're gonna update it um mm. yeah, doesn't
1: the washing machine have a song uh let's let's move on um <laughs> <laughs> no, don't the appliances sing <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Uh, brave little toaster um yeah yeah, that's what it is
0: so on on the topic of uh musicals we have this two-stepping uh you know rodeo cowboy uh scene i just want to make sure that it's known that this i don't know if it still is but this was certainly a thing uh back in the 2000s as late as like 2010 2011 because i've went i went to one of these events and it is definitely on like the second floor of a building. It's just like this small event space that, uh, you know, a nonprofit rented out and then said, hey, come do two stepping. And they give lessons at this amount of time. And then they teach a line dance. And it's really, it's actually a very sweet and a nice little mixer. Um, and I had a really good time because I was there with, you know, it wasn't just gay men, there were lesbians there. And it was, very oh, it was very, that it was very great. fun. Yeah, it was very, very fun, and it looked exactly like this movie. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they used the same space.
1: Really? Did they have hay bales?
0: No, they didn't when I was there.
1: Okay, so (laughs) no hay bales. Uh, (laughs) No, hay bales, not tables. (laughs) about tables. Did they have tables? But wait. (laughs) Please welcome to the stage, hay bales. Hay (laughs) bales. Hey,
0: hey, hay bales. bales. Hay bales. Hey hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 yeah, hey. so, uh, yeah, the, the one line from this scene that I think is worth noting is, shalom, cowboy,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: she <God>. said that, <laughs> she said that, shalom, cowboy, uh, and then did a double back handspring, so,
1: yeah, there's nothing like bad gay acting, there's nothing like it.
0: Right. He was cast for his acting, not his acting, his, his dancing. His dancing. And chops. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. He's definitely more of a dancer, but it's, I also feel like it made me think about how like, you know, you look at a guy like that and you think, Oh, you know, there's like, there's the guy everybody wants and you know, he's super hot, whatever. And I'm not saying this guy is that I am just saying that often, there's that experience of then when you talk to that hot guy and like 20 minutes in you're like oh my god you're so vapid Mm. like and this isn't just me trying to like defend my ego because i feel threatened you are not interesting and this is taking so much away from how magnanimous i thought you were when i didn't talk to you you know what i mean right like right it's such a wake-up call because we look at people like that and think, oh, they are the golden children. And then you find out – and maybe some of them have great personalities and are very funny. But it was it, that was always a nice reminder of, like, you know, this idea of, oh, he must be perfect. He must be blessed. He must be, like, you know, just a, a perfect specimen of a human being. But if they can't keep up a conversation or they give line deliveries like, shalom, cowboy, then, you know, like – uh, take a chance on the smart fat girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's Devil Wears Prada reference. I'm not saying literally.
0: <laughs> you mean like fat or circus fat? <laughs> <laughs> That's a line from the
1: movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm like, just in case. You <laughs> know, you
0: really ought to be standing when you insult a lady, Johnny. <laughs> oh, wait, you already are. Oh, wait,
1: are. <laughs> you already are. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: you know just one final thought on on the the hot dumb girl uh that they hire. Um I had this experience when I I went out one night to Rebar and I saw this guy that I was following on Instagram, right? Before like mm. I was kind of like aware of what a thirst trap was, like before oh, yeah. thirst traps like was like a thing in my consciousness. Um And so anyway, so I saw him and I was like, oh my God, that's the guy that I follow on Instagram. And obviously I didn't introduce myself because I'm a coward and I don't really Mm. care and I don't know this person. And you know, you wake up the next day and you're like, why am I following that person? But anyway, what I noticed was he was filming himself the entire time. He was taking pictures of everything. It was a dark club and he had his spotlight on. And it's like, it's like, okay, I... Now, when I look at those goddamn videos and pictures, I I can't see anything but kind of how how annoying it looks yeah. to be doing that that constantly, right? Obviously, if people want to have a photo op or a fun video, that's great. But this is, you know, this is a thirst trap, right?
1: This, this is, is beyond bu- that, yeah. Yes,
0: yes. This is, like, always posting. And so I – then I unfollowed him because I'm just like, this is – I'm not into this at all. This is Ugh. not –
1: real yeah that kind of life oh it's just it's such a it it's like it's depressing oh to just <laughs> like <clears throat> to spend your whole life just curating your instagram and doing everything just to put it on instagram like it's, it's a way to make addic- money i guess you yeah know, but. but like is it's not a way to live like honestly i want a job where i can also live my fucking life so yeah, yeah. sure influencers like have at it you know um
0: yeah, I mean I guess I I I can't knock the the horse, right? But I it wouldn't be the job for me because I would feel I don't know when when is authentic, right? Or when I'm performing. Cuz what I've yeah, noticed with yeah. influencers is that it is all very staged and very curated.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, of course, I feel like you know, everything is meant to look like you're just getting a glimpse into, like, an amazing experience, and they just hap- happen to capture a photo of it. But when you really, like, step back and, like, pull away from like that that feeling that it gives you of like oh god i'm not that i don't have that i don't have those friends blah 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 it's like oh god this is staged this took five or ten minutes to make happen like there are so many elements here that went into making this happen and then when you think about the construction and production of this moment i think well that doesn't sound fun at all that sounds really annoying for everybody involved so Mm. like it's it's just like to your point, it's like, it's just remembering what reality is. And obviously that's all subjective, but at least trying to not be that delusional about what reality might be.
0: Right. Right. And obviously there's authentic and genuine, uh, influencers out there. Uh, you know, actors and things I think have, and even drag queens have, you know, great Instagram accounts, but I'm talking about like the, the yeah. ones that went to fire festival, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, and like I think that.
1: <clears throat> anyone with an Instagram account, it's like, Oh no, I know who you're talking about. I think I, hopefully everybody listening has somebody in mind. They're like, Oh yeah. Him. <laughs> Y'all know yeah. we're not shaming them. We're just saying, we see you. Yeah, we we see saw you. you. We see you. <laughs> I saw you. All right.
0: So let's move on uh, and go back to Adam and Steve. Uh, so, would you play Steve's mom, Colin?
1: Yes, I would play Julie Haggerty, Steve's mom. Oh, oh no, that's yes.
0: Adam's mom. That's Adam's mom. Oh, I would Adam's mom. Play
1: Steve's oh mom. no, I would play Adam's mom. Okay, okay. Uh, I was,
0: be, I was wondering. I was wondering yes, but, if you would be Julie Haggerty or Kristen Shaw.
1: Oh, oh, I mean, I God, if I could be both, because Kristen Shaw is so fuck. So I forgot good. she was in this, and she's perfect like yeah. she's it what a what a what a little like easter egg of its own of Kristen Shaw's in this you know yeah um yeah. but yeah you know steve's mom played by melinda dylan who is the mom in a christmas story uh i would be happy to play her she's great but um i think adam's mom is 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 the role
0: yeah that is the role obviously Kristen Shaw is a good one i mean
1: i would I'm take not gonna too, lie
0: too. I would want to play Parker Posey.
1: I know, and I would let you. I would. I would okay. accept that. I. I assumed that that was. I wasn't going to take that off the plate. Um, there are times. The where – 9-11 commemorable plate? Yes, exactly, um. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Made from chips, you know, ceramic chips, uh, pulled from the actual site. Uh, yeah, I would say. I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's anyone else I would play. I mean, other than like Steve, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think probably Adam's mom. You would Adam's play Steve mom. or you or would like, fuck Steve? Who, mm, I don't know if I would fuck Steve. I just, you know, his like, I just want doves to come in the middle of the night oh, um, right. and, and take my incontinence away. I was like, well, that I identify with Steve. He's not really my type though. No. Uh, uh,
0: so we have, I think, I, like a- I was going to Adam. say, yeah, Adam's Adam, really cute. He's, yeah, a, he's, he's a
1: little one. cutie. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's the cuter one. He reminds me of two people. He reminds me a little bit of- um, the guy who plays Mikey in Queer as Folk, Oh, um, yes, Hal Sparks Hal Sparks, he reminds me of Hal Sparks And also, uh, this Broadway actor That I have been following Named Matt Doyle He kind of reminds me a little bit of Matt Doyle In The Smile um, and mm. The Eyes um,
1: yeah.
0: He's in Company, actually you sh- You'll When you see Company, you'll see him in that so. Oh, oh, great, alright And you'll um, be like, oh my god, you were in Adam and Steve And it's like, no, oh he's my too god. young to be in Adam and no. Steve Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And then Patti LuPone will be like, Stop taking pictures <laughs> And I'll get dragged out of there.
0: <laughs> I think it's more ringers, yeah. She run, run, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she can't enunciate. Um Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have oh, to say Patty I'm Lupone. a
1: little I'm a little nervous about, you know <laughs> <"There> you lunch.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> the ladies at lunch. You know, There's I will lunch. say Patty Lapone Patty Lapone was fabulous as Mrs. Lovett. Uh, I didn't hear all of the words, which obviously bothered me as a Sweeney Todd fan. But mm-hmm. uh, apparently, she is phenomenal in this role. So I, you'll have to tell me how, how all she right. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I oh, I skipped ahead. So uh, I I said I would play her, but there's one there's we were talking about this earlier. That moment with the forklift and then the silverware crashing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's that moment here where Julie Haggerty goes, Would you like coffee? Crack! Oh, we're yeah. out of coffee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's the way that she turns away. Oh, we're out of coffee. Like she doesn't even respond to it. She just accepts it. Oh, we're out of coffee. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Kristen Shaw is like burning. <laughs> yeah. <sighs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like it's just so normal. Of course, no, we're out of coffee. She was, yeah. Oh my God!
0: Uh, so yeah, so um, of course, uh, no Parker Posey movie would be complete without a Parker Posey freakout, which I always love. Oh uh, yeah, you're an asshole yeah. who's
1: also a baby. Yes, um, you're an asshole who's a baby and a baby. You're an asshole who's a who you're an asshole who's also a baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and then uh, there is a, a reference to Mary, which I love.
1: That Adam says he goes Mary. Please. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciated that. Um, yeah, some good moments. Yeah, it's you know I think the movie itself it seems like it didn't want to wrap it. It had it. It kept trying to figure out how to wrap itself up. You know, um, like will they oh, reconnect at the line dance? What about this? What about this? And it was like I would say that's like there's some missteps towards the end of the movie. Like narratively, I was like, okay, you, you sort of lost the conceit a little bit, but overall like i i feel like this kind of falls under the category of like you know like queer movies that i'm like i'm just glad they're being made but i yeah. and so like i accept the faults because you don't want to like you know shit on your own but i feel like um overall there i can't think of another like late 90s early 2000s like direct to video tla releasing um gay movie that like hits the same beat the same frequency like i feel like this is a cut above the rest
0: so you like this more than trick
1: i think that trick is a great movie i just think that trick is hitting some familiar notes i feel like this is having like the absurdist tone of this is like very specific you know oh i see
0: i see what you mean yes yeah
1: and so it's just doing something very unique and very singular whereas trick is just like a better gay love story than the rest of them and has the it's elevator weird. there is tony Spe- is tony spelling tori spelling and the and the cheese fries I,
0: yes and the cheese fries and coco peru uh coco sure. peru yeah yeah. yeah yeah i mean trick is i think for me number one the, the one movie that sticks out that is similar to adam and steve in its kind of fantasy realism absurdity is billy's Hollywood Screen kiss
1: yeah, I've never seen that. That was one of those things that, like, I remember it was like on like the i Independent Film Channel or something. Yeah, you know, I was like in high school and I never watched it, but I remember oh my, like seeing in the listings that it was going to be on at eleven thirty p.m. You know?
0: Right. It's one of the movies I bought at the Virgin Mega Store when I was in you know eighth no 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 tenth grade and would take yep. the train in and buy it on VHS and hide it in my room. Oh. God. Uh, yep. And I watched yep. it with my friend Kyle Like it, it was one of those movies But it's not um, I don't know if it's funny It's not as funny as this movie But it, no. is, it is Kind of in the same genre um, mm-hmm. And people I think Will also mention Broken Hearts Club In yep. the same kind of category But that one isn't as absurd
1: no, that's way more straightforward. Yeah. Um, just like, and then I think obviously like another gay movie is like super absurdist. Mm. Um, And there's other eating like. Out. Small, eating yeah. out. Yeah. The, yeah. I think I've seen eating out and maybe the second one, but I just, I think those movies, I was like,
0: I can't get into those movies. I can't yeah. get into
1: them. I just can't. I, there's something about them. I'm like, no, swipe left. <laughs> uh, Yeah. I'll just cook at home. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah like adam and steve like it's it trick definitely feels like it has a bigger budget adam and steve what i forgot and remembered watching it again is you can feel that it's a very low budget movie and that's okay mm. it is um but i you can see in different moments it's like oh yeah this is just this like you know little indie thing you think i think the budget for adam
0: and steve was bigger than trick
1: I mean, I it, I think Trick looks like a more polished movie.
0: Oh, agreed. Yes, it, it, yeah. it was more artfully done. There was, you know, it, it takes place in twenty four hours like that. I even love just the charm of the story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah,
1: I, I think yeah. Like I I think this is just kind of like um, to me. I feel like it's like comparing like I don't I don't know uh, a Broadway show with like a. Imp- or no an off-Broadway show with an improv show you know okay like
0: yeah okay okay I see what you mean I see what you mean so uh there's that company that does like the parodies of showgirls and say yeah. and that's very Adam and Steve versus yeah. you know the public theater putting up trick
1: exactly exactly or like when they had that show Afterglow that was running for like a year like that All would right. be trick yeah that would be Trick? I was going to say that's Adam and Steve. <laughs> no, like I but I think Trick was not a, like a I don't think it was a huge movie. Like I don't think it was
0: Oh, no, but you know it what was I mean?
1: artful. And it, it should have been bigger.
0: Yeah. You know well, I, mean? I think
1: aren't they doing a sequel of it now? Oh, right.
0: We did hear yeah. that.
1: Yeah. yeah oh. Right. Oh, right. oh. Oh, JP Piddick, <laughs> you better get ready. <laughs> um Trick. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is perfect way to say Trek is Martin Simpson. So good. Oh, I'm glad we have that on video, on yeah, audio. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, good. off I, I like don't hear it. I sounded as bad as all the others to me. <laughs>
0: Trek. I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: I don't want to try again. I'll do it yeah, bad. Don't do it.
0: Don't do it. Yeah. Um, so just to end our discussion. uh I did not realize I would ever be so moved by a sound of music song that I didn't remember was in this movie. Oh,
1: and I guess I it's didn't. because
0: now I'm 35, right, and it's yeah. just like, oh god. Uh this this song is so
1: beautiful. Yeah, I uh, I forgot about this too. I did not know it was from the sound of music. And then at first I like I was like, ooh, ooh what's what are we doing here?" But then it like it came, it, it was a, yeah, it was a great little moment. It was a very, that's a very gay way of kind of like getting to the happy conclusion. It's like, well, sing him a musical number.
0: Yeah. And then you go, you have the wedding at the end. I mean, I will say he sings this to Adam on the Brooklyn Bridge in 1987. Cause he's like, oh, I, I'll go to Amda and I'm up for the captain role.
1: And he starts singing this song. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That brings because i was like this is coming a little out of nowhere but that (laughs) makes a lot i it was just like okay why don't you just poop in front of him again like what are we doing here you know
0: it's been a long day why don't you just poop in front of me (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: like that would have been like my nightmare if if steve was like i'm gonna prove to you how much i love you and then he just (laughs) drops his pants. I would have stopped the movie. You
0: wouldn't have. You would have I, forward. I you
1: know, I have to tell you, when when we I I I couldn't remember until the moment it happened if we saw the poop in the opening scene. Oh, and, you definitely do. And I looked away. You did. I did. Oh. I was like, oh no. Oh god. And it was I, like, so
0: funny that he pukes right after it. It's oh, so the, good. the
1: puke is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so fake. It's so funny. I
0: just love. There's no dialogue. No, it's just. Blah. Uh, yeah, you see the the very young uh, Bert, right? Oh I'm yeah, and young that's Bert. The same dog.
1: That's why I thought Bert must be like he's 17. Because yeah, that's right. him.
0: Right. I'm 17. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm Never 17. been kissed.
1: Uh. <laughs> That's why I've never been kissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 17. I'm 17. I'm 17. I'm Yikes. 17. Bikes. Bikes. Because <laughs> you can't promenade alone. <laughs> You're amazing,
0: Josie Geller.
1: You're arrested, Mr. Coulson. <laughs> oh, Gus. Oh, 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 Gus. Oh, Gus. Oh, Gus. Oh, Gus. Oh come on guys. <laughs> 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 uh, oh Gus.
0: Oh gus. Uh yeah. So <laughs> um I, I think it's worth reading some of the lyrics from that song just to kind of end our discussion on Adam and Steve, if you don't mind, Mary.
1: Oh, is this the poop song or the love 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 song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet it's the poop song.
0: No, no, it's from *The Sound of Music*. The captain oh, and Maria sing. I thought you were gonna do the Jackie Beats song. I was no, like, "Oh, Mary, no, please don't. no, I'm not gonna do that to you." People <laughs> should, and uh, I encourage them to look up that song and a lot of Jackie Beats uh, songs because they're very funny. Um, you know, I. I'm very familiar with Sherry Vine's parodies Mm -hmm. uh, that are very clever. and uh, Even um, uh, Pissy Miles has great parodies. And Jackie Beat has so many. She's been doing them for years. So uh, look them up, Mary. But this is from The Sound of Music. uh, And the lyrics are, Perhaps I had a wicked childhood. Perhaps I had a miserable youth. But somewhere in my wicked, miserable past, there must have been a moment of truth. For here you are, standing there, loving me, whether or not you should... So somewhere in my youth or childhood, I must have done something good. Nothing comes from nothing. Nothing ever could. So somewhere in my youth or childhood, I must have done something good. Very sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a nice uh, – and, you know, it's an interesting thing for him to say. Like, I must have done something good in my youth when this whole movie is about him doing something shameful in his youth, you know? Oh, shameful? You mean shitty? Yeah. Yeah, shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like – like that that that, that time he shit on his carpet, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, he really shit the carpet with that one. You really one. shit the carpet. On, you know
1: there's something about like remember when we talked about the R word and how I could understand like like in terms of the sounds and the letters why people think that's funny. Oh, I think sure. shitting on shitting on the carpet is similar to that. <laughs> yeah, so he took a shit on my carpet. Like you you can really like lean into that. <laughs> Yeah, he took a fucking shit yeah. on my carpet, you know? Yeah. Like I no, I, I mean, feel like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> people love to talk about pe- things, animals, dogs shitting on their carpets because it's fun to say took a shit on my carpet. Like it's yeah. fun to say that.
0: <laughs> well, I have to say the phrase, the phrase took a shit is is filled with so many great like exasperating mm-hmm. consonants That it's very incontinent um, Yes no, uh, um, But no
1: Incontinent <laughs>
0: <God>. <laughs> But no but I yeah so I totally get it This idea of yeah. like ugh It's like even in Showgirls right where she goes You don't
1: know shit And you it's don't like
0: know shit. I took a mm-hmm. shit <laughs> Yeah
1: what if that's what Nomi said instead if she was like it ain't dancing or that much I took a shit and then she walked out Uh, someone is gonna just clip that that audio clip of me saying I took a shit and you're gonna haunt me with it for the rest of my life and then they're gonna include the part where I just said it again she gets
0: what she deserves I didn't do it (laughs) There she is. <laughs> hey whore. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it's it's. I think it's very appropriate that we are a little blue and a little lower rung um, for this episode because it. It is a fun romp that might be somewhat offensive now, but if you get the joke, you understand kind of what they're going for here, um, yeah, which I totally appreciated. and yeah, yeah uh, this i didn't I really was not expecting it to be this funny like i I remember laughing at Parker Posey, but there were many other funny moments,
1: yeah, and it's like, and there's even parts where like, It's just like jokes that they know are dumb. Like when Adam and Rhonda are sitting in the park, uh, outside like Stonewall, with next to the two sculptures, and then they like mimic the pose, and then they just hold it, and I was, and eventually I was like, "Oh my god, you're so stupid!" You know, like it was just like, "Oh, stop (laughs) it!"
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that moment happened in the park between Adam and Steve when Adam. Like tries to take him out for a thank you dinner, and he's like, "Oh, you don't have to. No, I want to. No, you really don't have to. No, but mm-hmm. I really want to." It's like, mm-hmm. actually, I think I should take you out, and it goes on just a little too long, and yeah. it's funny. Yeah,
1: yeah, like it, you, it's the kind of thing where uh, you have to go through. The joke is really funny, and then you keep repeating it, and then it gets less funny, and then you got to push through because if you push through, then it gets funny again. You know what I mean? Like if is you that just another keep... poop
0: joke. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Just keep going, baby. Just keep going.
0: You gotta push through. Yeah.
1: She got through. She got through.
0: (laughs) Help me, Rhonda. Yeah. Get her out of my pants. Pants. (laughs) Yeah. Help me, Rhonda. Yeah. Get her out of my pants. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, he got what he deserved. That fucking he got position. what, yeah.
1: Oh, it was great. It felt so good. And, you know, like, I think all of that, like, the last joke about, like, knock, knock, who's there? Hmm, I don't see anything. It must be Lou's penis. Like, her delivery is what yeah. sold that. Of course. Of course. That's, it was Her just, delivery
0: throughout is what yeah. sells it, right? I mean, it's, even her second, Um, she has another one, right, where she talks about the, the veg. Oh,
1: yeah, if you throw vegetables, vegetables I she will eat them.
0: <laughs> Isn't it funny the more ribs you eat, the less you get to think of your own Yeah, that one.
1: Oh, man.
0: I, I hope Mary's understand I'm not laughing at the fat joke. I'm laughing at Parker Posey telling yeah. the
1: joke. And you have to go to the, the the where the the language of this world, where she plays someone who used to be heavy, who lost a lot of weight, who doesn't, who still does the same stand-up act, making fun of herself being fat.
0: It's one hey, of wake my, up. It's not over until the fat lady <laughs> sings, and I ain't and sung I ain't yet. <laughs> and she just delivers the she all says, of hey, them. Hey, wake so, up!
1: <laughs> it's just like flat. It's it's like. Hey, artist, got a dollar? Yes, it's like the right. Valerie Cherish doing the, the, the line.
0: Oh, yes, from Rent. yeah.
1: It's all like the bad, like the bad line readings.
0: <laughs> <coughs> oh, it's about as funny as a heart attack.
1: It's about as funny as a heart attack. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm
0: dying over here. I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs>
1: I think it might be one of my favorite roles. I feel like this and Best in Show, uh, but then oh, it's yeah. like I mean, yeah. I think there's you know, so many
0: the, in Best in Show. though.
1: There's so yeah. Well, I think of like of just like of things she's done. Sure. I feel like and things I've seen. I feel like these are my two favorites. But I haven't seen House of Yes. So oh, I mean,
0: Mary! Feel, oh my God, that one. That we sh- one day we'll do that as a Patreon. It's been on the it's, list for a while. Yeah, yeah that one is. I. It, it, you either have one of two reactions, right? And they're the opposite. So Yeah,
1: yeah. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it because I know um, Tony Spelling is in that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just, so shady.
1: <laughs> I know. I just I, – I because of before I said Tony and I meant Tori I and now I just – I know. I'm shading myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tony yeah. Spelling. Tony,
1: Tony Spelling.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, Tori Spelling. I know that this is not your thing, but for Mary's whose thing it is, uh, the the reboot of 902 winnow was brilliant and Tori Spelling was excellent in it. And I just want to put that out there.
1: I've heard that. Maybe we've talked about that. Maybe someone else told me, but I heard that it was like, yeah, it was very different. Um, and like, yeah, that she was very like playing very self-aware of who she was.
0: Oh, yeah. It's oh, it's so good. Anyway, um any other insightful thoughts or non-insightful thoughts, Mary?
1: No, I mean this what a joy to revisit this this movie that's like so a part of my like the the, the shelf in my cataloging of just like mm. gay shit mm. literally.
0: Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or www.tasteofreality.com backslash allright-mary. If you want, you can follow me on Instagram at johnnyalso or you can follow me on Twitter at johnnyalso1.
1: And you can find more of me on either In the Details, a celebration of nuance, where I uh, we talked all about company this episode and I queen out about a, a musical I actually like, uh, if you want to hear that on In the Details. Um, and you can also find me on Best Supporting Podcast with Nick Kachanov talking about Best Supporting Actresses. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, though you'll probably find more of Marco there. And uh, you can find more of both of us, especially if you're enjoying this Patreon content, at patreon.com backslash allrightmary. All right, Mary.
0: Uh,
1: I don't have a
0: last chance lip sync for this Matreon. Uh, We don't normally do those for our Matreons. Uh, Unless you have a song that you want to put at the end, we could just maybe close it out with a little bit of uh, 8-Bit Mary. Sure, yeah.
1: I, you know, uh, when all else fails, you know, bring out 8-Bit Mary. She's a crowd pleaser, and um, it's not a song about poop, so I'm into it.
0: Yeah, you know, and speaking of 8-Bit Mary, do you know why 6 was afraid of 7?
1: I don't know, Dad. (laughs) Why is that? Because 7, 8, (laughs) 9. silverware crashes. Yeah,
0: right, 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 right. Are those chocolate-covered crickets I hear as well?
1: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Saturated fats. Hey, saturated fats. (laughs) Get off the stage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, help me, Rhonda. Yeah, get her out of my pants.
1: Get me out of this. (laughs) Bye, Mary. Bye.